Let's chazar from the Shia in Das Hasmcha from this past Shabbos Pashas Achrimas Kedoshim on page Kuf Ayin Tes, the bottom of the page Kuf Ayin Tes. We're talking about Amida, Amida way of thinking, a way of feeling that that we didn't really learn about growing up. It's not found in that form in the Mesir Sasharim or Chassadikim, but it's really the Sharish of everything that we are. And that's the Midah of Hisrachavus. Hisrachavus. Expanding oneself. Expansiveness, the Midah of Hisrachavus. Rosh Schwartz is explaining how In order for each and every one of us in the course of our life to become the people that we need to become, the people that the Bernshul wants us to become, he's put us into a into a, a busy world. And we spoke about how Shalmel describes that busy world as a world of Kimi Asher Yuchubar El Kol Hachayim Yesh For the person who is connected, who is attached to all of life, who is joined to all of the living, Yesh Bitochen, there is hope. There is hope for what? There is hope that he will become that he can become the person he needs to become. That Hashem put us in a busy world, and we meet each and every one of us in the course of any given day. We meet so many different people, and over the over the years of our lives, we meet we meet so many people. We're in so many different places, and we have so many different experiences. And all of that is because Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted us to become great. He wanted us to be misrachiv, not to be small. And the purpose of that misrachivus is not just to be nice to other people, but it's to be nice to ourselves. Being nice to ourselves meaning that, as we learned last time, that through the connectos of life, through those challenges and confrontations with people who are so different from us, especially in the context of the home, a wife, and children, every single connected, every single connected is is that point, that nekudas abechira, that point of choice. You either reject that which is different from you, or you somehow become greater as a result of being challenged with that which is different from you. And we saw the simple example of the person who does things very, very quickly, very uh, with great ambition and zrizis and so on, who might even intentionally work on a project with an individual who does things very, very slowly. And... Um, the reason for doing that is because there's a certain mida, there's a mida of etias, of slowing life down, that it might not be for this person, uh, it might not be a way of life that he can live by, but he certainly appreciates that mida of etias, that the friend is somebody who lives a quieter and softer and gentler life. And our friend Ruvain, whose life is filled with fire, knows that by being in that matziv, not for a minute, not for a day, but by working on something together and having to be soivel, this other person's way of doing things so so slowly, methodically, that by being in that matziv, that, that Ruvain could perhaps, um, could perhaps bring into his, into his oitzer, into his treasure, of Midas in Avaidas Hashem, this ability to calm down, this ability to find some quiet during the day. And that's a Kenyan that he could make within himself, that he could acquire within himself, that otherwise, if he would only be with everybody who's like him, and, and, and a whole minion of friends and family that are also running around like Meshagarim their whole lives, that there would be no, there would be no um, Nisayan for him in that world of etias, of of slowing down, of calming down. And the MS is, that's a tchuna that he very, very desperately could use. Even though he's not being asked to change his entire being, he is who he is. But there's a tchuna, there's a precious tchuna, there's a tchuna yikara of, of, of a certain kind of yeshivadas and, and etias that this, that Ruvain is missing in his life. And it would be a Terrific, terrific thing if he could, 
if he could uh, put that into his oitzer and and take it out every now and then and use it in his in his avodas Hashem and his relationship with the people and so on. All of this goes back to the shorish of man's creation, and that's where we're up to on the bottom of Kuf Ayin Tes, where we last ended was that that um, the nature of a human being is not really very different from uh, a bird that's that's trapped in a cage. Whereas the nature of that misfortunate Bria in that situation to to spend every waking moment either pecking at some crumbs or pecking at the at the cage, trying to find an opening, a way out. And it's the nature of every single creature in this world to to not be civil, to suffer terribly from confinement, from being held in, from being held back. And because of that, we saw last time that that, that by a by a modest uh, um, estimate, um, 30% of the people in Israel they go to Chuzlar. It's when it's vacation. They leave. They leave Israel, Israel, which is which is Masai's Kalaritz, which is the best place on earth to be. It's the place where, where, where every Jew for thousands of years was was longing to return to, and and yet the Eilim is, is the Eilim is is leaving. It's leaving, and and it's the nature of each person to want to find the opening to that cage of his life, as as wonderful as the cage is, as beautiful as it is, and as holy as it is. To find an opening to get out, to be misrachiv, I can't stand the confinement of this place that I'm that I'm in. We spoke <coughs> last year by a simch. We were talking about this that we see that that Rav Chaim Shmulevitz said once in the sicha how remarkable it was that you know the Dovna Marach left in his savot to his son Shlomo Hamalach to take care of Shemi Ben Geira, you know, take care of him. I mean, take care not in a good way, but uh, you're a smart person, and uh, Shimi Ben Geira, of course, uh, cursed David Amalekh, and Shlomo Amalekh was left with the Tzava, and uh, Shlomo Amalekh told, told Shimi Ben Geira, I'm just paraphrasing, we don't have time to go into the actual psukim and so on, but Shlomo Amalekh said to Shimi Ben Geira, you know, as long as you stay uh, on this side of the uh, green line, as long as you remain in Yerushalayim, um, as long as you stay in Yerushalayim, you're okay. You can move around any way you like in Yerushalayim. No one's going to bother you. You're, f- you're a free man, but stay in Yerushalayim. But if you cross over the Kidron, if you cross over and you leave Yerushalayim, then your blood is on, in your own hands. It's on your own hands. Because then you're, you're a Ben Mavis. We're going to get you. So he managed for, he managed for some time, a couple of years. And then, and then it was a whole story. And then what happened, and, and, and he left. And he was killed. So if Chaim Shumavis asks, what's wrong with staying in Yishlam the rest of your life? What's so bad? And 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 we know that if if he and if he wouldn't have been told that he could very well be he would have stayed in Yishlam anyway his whole life. But the second that he was told, you better not cross over. You better not leave Yishlam. It's like you better not you better not leave school. You better and if you live if you would have a, live in a beautiful beautiful house with a big pool and a tennis court. But but you were under house arrest. You also can't take it, even though everybody else in the world would challenge to be in such a place. What I got a beautiful house and a pool and a tennis court. Anyways, you can manage to relax over here and take it easy. That's all you ever talking about is having a vacation, and here you can have mamish. You can rest and it's beautiful, but you're under house arrest. I got to get out of here. That's the nature of a person. Where does that come from? That comes from what we learned earlier. The the, the creation of man was such. That he was misayfa elam va'ad sayfa, that he was created from one end of the world to the other end of the world, and the tzaddikim explained that that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything physical. Sayfa elam sayfa. That's the Gemara Chagiga. But the Gemara tells us that there are two opinions. One is man was either man was either a giant horizontally. From one end of the world to the other end of the world, or from the earth all the way up to the heavens, vertically. He was a giant. The child is sideways or up and down. That was, that's the Machlaikis. And the Gemara says that they can't both be, can't be both of those, because then there's no, no room for anything else in the world. So, 
That's really the choice that a person has, and that's what Rav Schwartz is explaining on the bottom of, of Kufayin Tez. Ella. Shahadam yochalit paises atzarach hazebet fisa gufanis. A person must be misrachi. It's the nature of a human being to break out of confinement, to to expand, to to go, to go lech lecha. It's the nature of a human being. But there are two ways that a person can be typhased. There are two ways that a person can grasp and 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 live with that need. Two ways. Either betvisa gufanis. Remember that the whole yisoid of this entire sefer is being able to overcome that tfisa of seeing oneself as being essentially a body that has something spiritual, but being a guf. Or your other choice is to is the truth, which is that a, that a yid is a chelikalakal mimal mamish, is a neshama, that's malubish, that's enclosed only in a guf. But the etzim of the person is his neshama. So too, there are two ways that a person can feel this anxiety of being small and stuck. The two ways that a person senses, can sense the pain of confinement, of imprisonment, and of smallness. Two ways. One is betfisa gufanis, in a physical way. In a physical way. i got to get out of here, like the bird in the cage. I, I, have, to, I have to go someplace. I, I can't stand being in the same place, in the same place uh, that I've been all of these, all of these years. I got to, I got to get away. I got to get, a, I have to get the vacation. I have to be someplace else. That feast is a feast of gufanis. But a person can also be typhus this need of his rachavus in a tfisa pnimis from that perspective of neshama, a tfisa pnimis, but tfisa nishmasis. That tfisa that the Gemara describes that other Marishan was from was all the way from the earth as tall all the way up to the heavens. There, there's also an unbearable need to be misrachev, but to be misrachev vertically, upwards, not horizontally, not misayfa alam ba'ad sayfa. Also, an, a powerful, powerful need. If a person, God forbid, identifies himself as being essentially a goof, a physical being. So, how does he seek his rachavus? You have to be misrachiv. You have to, a healthy person. A person who's not well, he just sits in one place and there's no need for anything. That's a very, uh, that's a very, very sick uh, person, God forbid. Because the most natural and healthy thing is for a person to want his rachavus. His rachavus. So, you could have somebody. That's afraid, let's say, when it comes to a job. A lot of people would rather remain in a uh, in a low-paying um, in a low-paying uh, job because they're familiar with that. You know, they, they 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 work in a certain they got a certain job, and the job is uh, the job pays a, a small salary, and uh, they say that they're able to they're able to manage, and 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 the fear of the fear of being misrachev beyond that company is is too strong, and therefore the person will remain in in this unhealthy situation where although he could manage, but but he's not exercising the need for his rachavus in the workplace, and he either will exercise it elsewhere, whatever that might be, with entertainment and other ways of uh, of getting his uh, his his uh, dose of his rachavus. Or he could settle into a small, unhealthy um, form of existence. If a person is Mizah himself, he identifies himself as a goof. So Then this Rachavus he's seeking is his Rachavus Begoof. And that physical Hisrachavus that he's seeking will take the person, as I was talking about on Shabbos, We'll take the person by zman cheruseinu. We'll take him by the, on the day of being on that yontiv of, of our being free. We'll take him. His way of identifying freedom is being free from the miserable, familiar, overly familiar um, 
surroundings of his own house and his own shul and his own neighborhood and will try to place himself at great expense physically in some more exotic and interesting place in order that he should be able to experience Zman Cheir But even physically, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great wonder, just as a side note, why a person would want to be stuck in a hotel room as, as attractive as the hotel room is and then, and then having to be in a lobby with people that you don't know or are not particularly interested in meeting, uh, spending you know, the entire yantar. But the fear of, of being stuck in that same world of, of, uh, of your avdus, which you see as being an evid to the environment that you're in all year round, together with the fear of being an evid to cleaning for Pesach and so on, takes this person who sees himself as being an unbelievable Baal HaChava because, if, because he could say to his kids proudly, Erev Rosh Hashanah, he could say, Kindlach HaMedech Hezbun HaNefesh and in the past 25 years we were zeichet to be uh, on many different, many different countries and we were zeichet, uh, uh, you're very lucky because you were taken all around the world and spent, he didn't spend one Pesach and then twice in the same place, he went every different place and, and the person sees himself as being a Misrachev when the truth is the greatest Yisrachavus is when a person has Yisrachavus Nishmosis. That means that you're able to live in a tiny corner of the world, but, but you're an unbelievably expansive person. You're a big person. You might be in a small place, but you're a big person, as opposed to these people. I'm not saying it's a cloud of people, but that way of life is that you're a, you're a tiny person. You just go to a lot of places, and you identify your Yisrachavus by mileage, as opposed to Minha Aris Adler Akia, from staying in your place, but being the Shrachev, being the Shrachev from the earth to the heavens. It's a whole different way of thinking. It's a completely different way of life. Because when a person identifies himself as a guf, as a body, he, he sees his entire Shrachevus as being Shrachevus beguf. So he has to get out and go places. If he can't afford that, then he, then he gets himself a computer and he'll go places. This whole life is being Misrachev, as we spoke about a few weeks ago. He needs that Hisrachevus. His Hisrachevus is horizontal. Therefore, in his horizontal world, the, if he can't afford to get on a plane and, and, uh, and fly through some volcanic ash and get to, uh, get to Paris or something, or get to Iceland, so then, uh, or to, to be on a cruise someplace, uh, so then his way of Hisrachevus is, so I'll get a lousy second-hand computer, and I press a button, and I'll go. Then I'll go through. I'll go to Alaska on the website. I'll go, I'll, I'll check Alaska.com, and I'm and, and I'll sit back and I and I'll uh, and I'll uh, see myself standing there with some penguins and I'm I'm, I'm I'm out there. I'm being misrachiv. <coughs> it's my hisrachivus. It's my hisrachivus. He's mechapis hisrachivus beguf, begashmius. So what does he do begashmius? So he tries to find begashmius. Boin laatzma villa mefueres. He builds for himself a magnificent villa. This is Rosh Schwartz's Musag of the most magnificent villa that could possibly be. In Shloshimer Flossum, three floors. Three floors. Rosh Schwartz is going to be in next week. Uh, maybe some staff could take him out the back Lawrence a little bit and you know, show him the, 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 real, the real world of, of uh, Hisrachavus over here that we have in the five towns. Shloshimer Flossum. So a person who's looking for Hisrachavus and Gashmias. Builds for himself a, magnific- a magnificent villa, three tiers, three floors. Tas le chutzlarets. He goes on, he goes to chutzlarets. He goes on trips to chutzlarets. That person is building a world of Israchavas in Gashmis. He's expanding. He's constantly looking to expand. Another, another floor, another, another business, another client. <clears throat> another chavaya, another experience. Uh, that's his Israchimus. That's his Israchimus. Kihum Mefarish is Harotzin Israchimus because he, he interprets and he understands this powerful need that he has within himself to get out of the cage that he's in. His interpretation of this is physical because he sees himself as a goof. 99.9% of the world sees human beings see themselves as a goof that have something spiritual and emotional so you know they'll, they'll, when they go on that when they go on that thirty thousand dollar trip so they'll also ask for places of jewish interest and they'll and they'll go into the shul in madrid or something and they'll shed a tear for the inquisition but you know uh, 
They didn't go all the way to Spain just to cry over the Inquisition. Just to, you, know. you, could, you could cry over the Inquisition uh, over the Internet also. But they went to Madrid. They went to Madrid, a place that, was, that, that, that uh, spat out all of her Jews with, with a sinus oilam, but I have to go to Madrid, go to Madrid for Pesach, go to Mitzrayim for Pesach. <clears throat> and of course, the reason that they're going to Mitzrayim, they'll, they'll also stop by someplace and say, there's the Ramam Shul. Oh, there's the Ramam Shul. And they'll, and they'll say, I could tell them, they'll light a candle for the Rambam. <clears throat> the Yisrachavus, the Yisrachavus is sought, is sought on the, uh, uh, on the playground of the physical world. He interprets that need for his rachavus in the kalim that he's familiar with, which are the kalim of the guf. So that will include also all kinds of athletics and not that there's anything wrong. There's nothing wrong with taking a trip either. That's not the point. And, and, and also how to working out and all of that. It's always his rachavus for this person will always take place in the tchum, in that tchum of the Olam HaGashmi, the Yisrachavus, more, bigger, in the Olam HaGashmi. And that's how he feels some f- sense of Yisrachavus. I got out of the cage for a, a week, two weeks, I got out of the cage. Or a person is able to get away from work a little bit and go to a gym, so people have been explaining to me, and I'm, I, I'm supposed to be, my wife is begging me for already a few years to try to do that also. I told them not to hold their breath. But, and people have told me that the Indian of going to a gym, they, they, one thing they always tell me when they talk about how you got to get to the gym is that it's not even for the Gashmir, it's the Ruchmir. Because there's a certain feeling that you get, which is a very good and healthy feeling. It's the Chuba Sagruf, what Rav Kok is talking about. It's true when the body is doing Chuba. There is a good feeling. When you exercise, and it has hashpah on a person's matzavuach also. A person can use an opportunity. He could use that as an opportunity. Yisrachavus aguf, an opportunity also, because there should be yisrachavus in ruchnis. Of course, a person goes and he, he goes to see a beautiful mountain, or he goes to see something. There's a merdeke thing in this world. Of course, from there a person can use it as as a, as a way to go from minha aritz adler because everything in the bri is a sulamutz of Everything is an opportunity to climb from here up there. But for the person who's a Balguv, and his whole interest is what is just a Guv, it's forget. Even the Ruchnius in his life is only a physical thing. His whole, his whole Shabbos is a question of Chalunt and Kishke. Shabbos, his whole Shabbos is only how, how, how he's able to uh, get to Mincha, you know, even to Mincha, when, when Mincha is at 7 o'clock, they get to Mincha 3, 4, 5 minutes late, and they go next to his friend, the Shmuzel, and say, how do you do? He says, I got in, I got around 3, 4 hours. Yeah. You know, on a long Shabbos, I got in sleeping 3, 4 hours. After freshing on, 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 on all the chont and, and, and the tzimus, whatever it is, and, 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 uh, and 3, 4 pieces of cake and so on, and sitting around shooting the breeze until 3, 4 o'clock, talking at a table about, about Havel Havalim, and then... And then, and then crawling up to, to his room and falling asleep, and then, and his wife waking up for mincha and running while he's running to shul, putting on his necktie, or maybe he's from the liberated ones that doesn't have to wear a tie anymore on mincha, and he's running into shul to to chop a little bit of uh, ruchnius. So the whole Shabbos, he can go, he can go his whole his whole life. Shabbos is itself is all of his. It's a it's his rachavus. His rachavus. Take it. Take it. It's a nice day. You can take a walk. You take a walk. You go with your wife for a nice walk. You visit the kids. This, that. Have a rest. Have a have a nap. It's all the shvachavus, and and he can go. He can go like that all, his whole life. Thousands of shabbosas, and the whole his shvachavus was misayfa alimad saifa. It's his shvachavus, <coughs> but it's rachmanis. But that's the shvachavus of a balguf. Uh, I, I don't think it's necessary to give more examples. We all know from our own lives and from and what we've seen. This is becoming this is becoming more and more and more. We were just we were just reading this. If you look at the, the Ahmadiyya from the Shabbos in the magazine of Ahmadiyya, there's a letter to the editor. It's Kedai. And it's also to their credit that they printed the letter. 
I have said it was printed with the and it was reviewed by the uh, by the uh, Rosh Yeshivas from Torah Messiah, and it's to their credit that and it's a simon that things are starting to pick up. Really, what this person very obviously a very bright person. What he's what he's writing about there is uh, uh, something that some of the chaver have discussed privately, and I've brought up a little bit uh, over the past couple of months. There's no Indian. I'm not going to go into this at length now, at all. But just to bring it up, because it's part of this sugya. There's no Indian of, of um, these huge glossy advertisements that are filling all the Jewish papers. You know, that, the latest one now is that they'll dive for you 40 days at Amuka. You know, if you give to the 24-hour hotline, Kupasayir, which is only for the residents of B'nai Brak, by the way. There was a Yid here from Ashdod two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and, and, I, and I asked him why doesn't he speak to the people of Kupatayir, and he said he went there, and he doesn't live in B'nai Brak. There's nothing to talk about. Kupatayir is only B'nai Brak. If you don't live in B'nai Brak, you're out. So... So they have these glossy things that say psak halacha, psak halacha, to give to this tzedakah. It's no longer a matter of choice. Just like the government in America is deciding what you're going to eat and drink. So there's this thing called, the, they made up a psak halacha, as if Reb Chaim Kanievsky and Reb Ozner and other tzedikim taskened how we should and where we should give that tzedakah. But it comes together with this thing that they're going to dive in for you 40 days in Amuka. And then, of course, they usually have in, in the, uh, when it's the multiple page ones, as it gets closer to a yantiv or Purim or something or this, shows, then they'll have all these uh, personal interviews about how, you know, because they died, my car turned over and I was able to escape, and 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 I and I, you know and I had a, a dream that uh, they were davening for me in Amuka and that's how. But what this fellow is talking about, when he begins, he 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 addresses that as well. But what he what he begins with is this new concept that they came up with, that's a pachet mamish. It's not a pachet because of the because of the scam that, that it is. It's, it's a pachet because of, of what it means as far as what's becoming with us, what's happened to us, the tzur of Klai so They have this thing where there's an arrangement that they called, some, some pl- people called Yisachasvon, that's not what it means, Yisachasvon, where there's an arrangement that the, the guys, the business people, the business people will take care of the Kerala guys, uh, and it's a deal, and the Kerala guys will daven for the business people. And there's a shutas. Now, you give us money, and we'll give you tefillas. Hamza, a new hamza in class. Huh? They don't have to go down. No. In other words, that's what this fellow's writing about. Where it used to be that every pasuk the yid understood that it's my achrayis. Of course, you got the tzaddik of but it's my achrayis to daven myself. If I give tzedakah, that's a, I'm a kamei mitzvah tzedakah. So now they have people telling a story about how. The businessman said, you know, now when I go into the business deal and, and I'm in the middle of this thing with the people, I can go with confidence because I know that I have 70 curly in the light that have me on that paper and that they're davening for me. It's sick. It's sick. Not that you can't, not that Jews can't daven for each other. You daven for people, that's not, a, that's not a financial arrangement to daven for another Jew. In other words, we're dividing the world between they're the daveners and the learners. And then there are the business people. <laughs> and this is all, he's writing about this. This fellow writes all about this. It's all part of the school of thing. And I, I read yesterday that there's this number I got. It said on the phone 414. And it was 414. And, and I picked it up. And they called a few times because I ignored it a few times because I figured it was some teller thing. And then I, I pick it up. And there's, and there's some guy with a chassidish accent about the high right in, in Lag Boimer, a uh, 24-hour hotline to send money for the for the... Uh, in Meron, Meron, also 25, uh, and then they're going to daven for you in Meron. They'll daven for you in Meron. The marketing of Yiddishkeit, the cheapening of Yiddishkeit, the 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 ruchnis. The point that I'm making. Why am I bringing this up here? That even the ruchnis has become gashmis. You understand? Even the ruchnis. You see a yid, you go daven in a muka. Who even heard of a muka 20 years ago? Bemis. Who even heard of a muka? So good. So then, so they're the daven. They're always eating the daven by Rebbeinu and Nizio. But then it became like a marketing thing. Meiron is now also. It's become a marketing thing. In other words, it's not everything is. What can I get out of this? In Gashmias, twenty-four hour hotline. Your tefillahs can be answered. Amazing stories of Ashgachah practice. 
they had this, they had this thing that was advertising two years ago. My wife showed me that they say they have children saying tefillah zederich for you, for a small fee, that you will have, you will have heilig yiddish kinder from a chayd in Yerushalayim that will say tefillah zederich for you, and that that way you don't have to worry when you're going driving and your business deals and so on around the country in America wherever you are in England that we have the heilig kinder that are saying tefillah zederich for you, and then people write letters. I went to the, uh, my car, went to the side of the mountain, all the other cars fell off, but I didn't, and I know why. Because little Yankee, little Yankee was shedding tears for me in, 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 in Meisharim. This stuff used to be like in church. This is, these are, these are these guys like fall, you know these guys that get up there on the television? That's what this sounds like? What's it called? The evangelist, the television. That's what it sounds like to me. Television evangelism. His rachelis, the smallness is so pathetic that even forget about the gashmis is gashmis. Even the ruchnis is is tainted by by telemarketing and by things. And the curls became they they now they call you know community this and that and the guys he's a CEO in the kiruv business and well became like this is what's going on. This is what's going on. And marketing your thing, and so they would. The answer, of course, is what are you going to do? What are you going to do with this? But the last brave It's all part of this cutness. But if a person identifies himself as a neshama, as as some neshama, as we've been talking about this entire Sefer, Now listen to this. He says a very deep thing. I said on Shabbos, this is one of the most important limudim in our lives. What he says here is one of the most important things we could ever learn. He says, Listen carefully. Everybody has Meitzarim. Everybody's in a cage. A Meitzar means something that's constrained, that's confining. Everybody has a Meitzar. Everybody's been, I'm karasika. I'm calling to you from my cage, from my prison cell. But a person who lives in the world of Neshama, he sees the Meitzarim, the Meitzarim are not his block, not his little apartment, not his house, not the small circle of friends, not, that's not his Meitzar that he has to break out of. His Meitzar is, Shalom, I've been for 30, 40 years in a prison of anger. I'm in a prison of anger. That when something doesn't go my way, I, I, I get I get hot. It makes me hot. I'm in that prison. I'm in a Meitzar of anger. Or Shalom, I'm in a Meitzar of Taivas. I can't walk on a street in the in the summer without looking at something which would cause if my wife knew, she she would she would be so so she was so hurt. She would feel that I've been unfaithful to her. And I can't walk in the street without lifting my eyes up. I can't pass a billboard. I can't go past a, 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 because why? Because I'm I have a tchunas hanefesh of a taiva. There's something inside of me that's a meitzar. I got to get out of this. Rabbi Shalom, I'll take one thing. I'm always I'm always moving at such high speed. Everything is. I'm always nervous. I have such anxiety. I'm always worried about getting things done. It has to be. Pink look exactly on time and exactly the way that it has to be. Kadasik, everything a million percent has to be perfect. That's a Thomas and Efrish. That's killing me. I gotta get out of it. I gotta get out of this. That's my jail. That's a jail that I've been living in my whole life. How I got into this jail, who put me in, really, that's not important for now. Uh, my, uh, my Rebbe, my parents, my this, my that, uh, my genes, my DNA, my RNA, that's not the point. The point is, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Something doesn't go my way, I, I get Mishuddin. I, I, I have this Tunis and Efesh that, on the one hand, it's a Choshevah thing, but on the other hand, it's killing me. So this guy is, for lack of a better word, because it sums up in one word all that we're talking about, this guy is Yakish. And he therefore he lives with a Seder. He lives very, very stark in a Seder. Everything is Mesudar. Now, Seder itself is one of the most, is one of the most precious meters. To be Mesudar 
is a gewaldige mida. All of one's Avedis Hashem depends on Seder. So this person is a tremendous Baal Seder. He's Masuda. And everything is like this. Everything is Pinkloch. That's fantastic. Davening comes to his Seder learning on time. Everything is Masudar. His life is Masudar. That's good. So this Midah of Seder has Seder Shabohu Mishtabeach the very same Midah of Seder which he's Mishtabeach in that. In other words, that he's praised for. And that's a Mila. It's, it's a Gvaldige Mila to be a Balseder. So, Michad Yesh Lishtabechbo. On the one hand, that's true. There's what to be proud of. And it's a tremendous, tremendous Mila to be Masuda. But on the other hand, at some point in his life, this, this Indian of Seder became what? It became a prison for this guy. So that if he's married to somebody who's not so Masuda, if his kids, kids, little kids especially, uh, they don't, you'll excuse me, they don't go to the bathroom on time, and they don't always want to go to sleep on time. So this person who normally, the Seder is something that he prides himself, he has this tunis and effort, that he likes Seder, he needs Seder, he thrives and Seder, he lives with Seder. But now what happens is, it's the Meitzar, it's the prison of this guy's soul. Not for the physical guy. The physical guy couldn't care less if he loses his temper. He just tells people, that's the way I am. Take, it, take me or leave me. This is the guy you married. I never said I wasn't a temperamental guy. You remember when we were dating? I yelled at you all the time. Not on the first two three days. But after that, I was yelling at you all the time. So don't tell me now. Don't ask me how my temperamental. The Balguf, Akasha. The Balguf will say, you know what I need? You know, you're right, sweetheart. I've been losing it a lot lately. I think we need, I think we need some time. We're going to go together to the, to, to the French Riviera. That'll do it. Or at least to the Poconos. Something. The Balguf. Tchunas and Efesh. He's not in the world of Tchunas and Efesh. He doesn't live in, the, in that world of Tchunas and Efesh. He says, I'm a Balkas. It's been getting worse lately. You know why? Stress, stress, stress. The outside world is causing me a lot of stress. My boss, my job, my wife, my kids. <clears throat> Everything's causing me a lot of stress. I've got to get out of here. So I've got to talk to somebody who has season stickers at the Yankee Stadium. I'm going to get at least a ball game, something. I've got to get out of here. To be Misrachiv. Because I'm, I'm in a Meitzah. I'm in a Meitzah, Karosika. What's my Meitzah? My Meitzah is work. My Meitzah is my wife and kids. My Meitzah are the physical conditions of my life. It's a Meitzah for me. I get to get out of my Meitzah. That's the Balguf. How do I get out of my Meitzah? Usually you go somewhere. If you can't go somewhere, you lock the door and you watch television or movie or something. You get a video. You got to get out of here. That's if you're Balguf. So you talk to the Balguf about, about don't you, you go over to the Balguf and you say to him, Reb Guf, don't you feel like your whole life, that you know, you, you've been getting angry your whole life? Isn't that something that you would like to change? The guy, you know, will snap at you. He'll start snapping at you. Who are you? Who are you to tell me that? Or you go over to the guy that's the, 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 uh, the, the um, fellow who's addicted to speaking in shul. And you go over to him and you say, you know, be it, you know you're in shul. Uh, you says in the swarm, it's a terrible thing. Uh, who do you think you are telling me? You big knocker, go down someplace else or whatever. But maybe you should consider that that's a, that's a bad tchuna that you're talking in shul. It's not a good thing. Maybe you want to be misrachev. Maybe you want to expand yourself a little bit and learn about this and grow. Not from not across, but to grow up from earth to heaven. Get out of here. What's the matter with you, lo yitzlach? Mayushi was, Mayushi was, was Yontiv with the, with the Mishpach in Brooklyn, and they're davening by, they're davening by a very, very, very Choshev Atamachachem. Very Choshev Atamachachem. And she was telling me that these young guys, they were talking the whole time, and the Rav went over, the Rav went over to the back of the shul, and he went over to them, he said, no, mm, mm. And they went, they went, yeah, and then when he turned around, they all went, mm. they said, like, in front of the whole shul, they're making faces. To, to the Rav, who was a, from the Choshevist Rav, Rabbonim in, in, in New York, Atamachachem, and Elohi, make fun. Make fun. <clears throat> for the Balguf. But then we could take, uh, like I said on Shabbos, we could take this and do the opposite Tziyur. What would be the opposite? Then you have the guy that doesn't talk at all in Shul. Doesn't talk in Shul. Not only doesn't he talk in Shul, he's from the anti-talking brigade. 
Now, then you could have a guest that comes to shul, just a nice guy that uh, unfortunately grew up with talking in shul, and he's schmoozing a little bit with somebody. So the guy from the anti-talking brigade marches over, and with cars says, do you, what do you think you're doing? This is not, this is, we don't do that over here, and that's not how we act over here, and it's a chutzpah. So they're, they're both prisoners. The first guy's a prisoner of the Indian of talking in shul. The second guy's a prisoner of, of anger. Is that really going to change that guy by going over and yelling at him? Is that how you talk to a Jew? Is that the way to be a Macabre person? Is that the way to be a person? That's not going to be Mashpina. So you're just using a religious, you're using an opportunity to use religion, as many people do, especially in marriage. Religion is a way of getting back at somebody. You can't stand that. The guy's talking in shul. You can't stand it. Is that because of the covet of the Shina? You have to ask yourself, is it because of the Rabbi Shalom you can't stand it? There's part of that, but there's something else. You know what that else is? You yourself are a prisoner of, of temper and of anger. And you use, in, 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 and that same person who snaps at people when it comes to religious things, you'll find out that he snaps about all different kinds of things. It's not just Yiddishkeit. He's not talking about a big kanoi. The Satan Rav was a huge kanoi, but everything in his own life, with anything in the Gashmias, was with what? With Mesikas, was with sweetness and gentleness. Everything when it came to Yiddishkeit, for the Tzaddikim, the Kavit Shemaim, was Kavit Shemaim, the Chavit also was a fire. But don't tell me that you're, that you're going over and giving that guy a big Mishabach for talking in Shul that it's purely Lishem Shemaim. That's not purely Lishem Shemaim. You have a problem. What's your problem? You're a prisoner. You're a prisoner of, of, of anger. And therefore, when you, want to, when you want to change somebody's behavior, you use anger to beat the person up and to beat them down to get to be like you. That's not a way either. And if you would admit that, that, that you're a prisoner also, we're all prisoners. Everybody has a mate, sir. He says, this Indian of, this Indian of being Masuda, he says, on the one hand, is something to be praised for. On the other hand, Seder, the guy's a prisoner of that, of that Indian of Seder. That he's ready to hurt his wife's feelings. He's ready to make little kids crazy. He's ready to do all kinds of things and lose his temper. Why? Because of Seder. Because everything has to be just so. Because he's Masuda. So that means that he's a prisoner of that. And if he and if he if he's a Baal Neshama, he would look at himself and he'd say, Rabbi Shalom, I got to get out of this." And there's, I understand that Seder is a good way, and that's my way of life. But I need to be able to exit <laughs> at certain times. I can't be stuck in that world of Seder. Then the same thing with Zrizus. Zrizus, on the one hand, being fast at doing things and doing things quickly, it's a gewalda gemayla. Zrizus is, is, a, is a holy midas, Zrizus. Hazrizus, shumishtabech, but michad, himayli yaseir. It's a gewalda gemayla, Zrizus. Avamidach, he hameitz a shalai. He can't slow down. The guy's, the guy's always on fair speed. A guy can't slow down. Take it easy. Yeshiva does. Relax. Spend a little bit of time. Talk, talk to your, your, your wife. Talk to your kids, to your grandchildren. Take it easy. It's not everything. Chick-chack, chick-chack, Zvizas. You're a prisoner of Zvizas. You can't slow down. You can't take it easy. So the same Zvizas that you mishtabech, ba'amichadim, ma'ali yaseh, ma'idach ha'meitza shalai. Kilo mesuga lizbal is a heipach shel ha'zvizas. Because he can't be soivel. The guy can't take the opposite of his reasons. That's why he only wants to be with people like him. That's why this guy at work, if he sees one of the employees, is someone that goes a little bit slow, takes his time, he starts to yell and give him a business and says, you're not going to be here for too much longer. And it's true. The guy says, I get it. I'm trying to get everything done. I do it like, I do it like this. I do it, a little, I do it slow. I do it differently. I try to be very, very careful and, and accurate. No. And he only wants to have friends that like him. And anybody that's not like him, he'll make letzanas. He'll make letzanas. He doesn't. He can't be. He can't be in the world of kinegdo. You understand? Because kinegdo makes him crazy. It makes him crazy. <clears throat> There's a Torah from the Tefes Yosef. Tefes Yosef is the great great grandson of the Meishelach. He's the son of the Hilgi Rebbe of Gershon Hanuchel from Razin. Ishbitz. And the Tres Yosef is talking about Sukkis. The Zed Omar Zoya Kodesh says in the Zoya Kodesh, Man di'iu mi Giza v'shorashi di Yisrael. 
the Zoya says such a strong and beautiful ocean. Man Yisrael, a person who comes from the Geza, from the race of the Jewish people, from the Shirish, right? Man Yisrael, a person who's a Yid, he comes from the Jewish people. He serves Hashem and with all of his kaiches. And he enters into the deepest nakuda of who he is. That's what a person should be working on, the whole El Rashanim Kippur. He is then able to sit in the sukkah. The sukkah is the Tzayla de Mahimanusa. It's called the shadow or the shade of Amunda of faith. Now listen to what the Tresiasif says. Sukkah is the place of Amunda. You're sitting on the gods under the Shekhinah's shadow, in the shadow of the Shekhinah, the shade. Hainu. Because the sukkah is, is telling us that a Jew who come, that a person who comes that a Jew a Jew has the ability to leave his permanent dwelling place and to go into a temporary dwelling place. That's the whole mahus of a sukkah. What the Gemara says on Daf Beis of Masech the sukkah that the Indian of a sukkah is what same diras keva after the whole Elder Shanim Kippur of crying out, help me, help me. Take me out of my prison. I'm stuck in a prison. I'm stuck in my taivas. I'm stuck in the, my own tchunis and nefesh. Why do I have to always have it, the Seder? Why do I always have to be Jesus? Why do I always get angry? Why am I always doing things late? Why am I always, always, what am I, that world, that keva that I'm in? I'm in a keva. I'm stuck in some kviyas. When it comes after Hashem Kippur comes to Sukkis, then Yid is able to, to, to do what? Seimi diras keva. He's able to leave, to go out of that permanent dwelling that he's in, and to be misrachev. Seimi diras keva, v'shei diras eroi, and go into a temporary dwelling. Temporary because we understand that you have, each person has his own way, say and his and so on, tchunis nefesh, but a person should be able to go seimi diras keva, v'shei diras eroi, hainu. What does it mean to believe in God? Was Taylor the Maimelusa? He said, "That's what faith is. To believe in God is not a question of you, like the guy that says, listen, that's who I am.' But that's not right. What you're doing—that's who I am. That's my personality. What does it mean to believe in God? To believe in God means to sit in the Taylor the Maimelusa means that it's never about my tchunas and nefesh. It's never about." My kviz. It's always about right this second of my life. What does the Rabbi Shalom want from me? If right now he wants me to, to be calm and to take it easy and to slow down, but that's what it is right now, because I'm with a little kid who doesn't get it if I'm Meshuggah, or if I'm with a worker who doesn't, who doesn't go that way, then Hashem is whispering to me here, listen, listen, I know that your dearest keva is to rush. That's your dearest keva to be Mesut. That's your dearest keva. But if you believe in me, then it's not a matter of who you are. It's a matter of what I'm asking of you. And right now what I'm asking you is, say, Medeiros Keva, Rishayv Medeiros Eroi. You hear this? Leave your permanent dwelling and enter into a temporary dwelling of what I want right now. Because that's what it means, Hainu, to live in the Tzayla Dami Nusa doesn't mean just in the Sukkah. You go into the Sukkah after Hashem Kippur. He said, but it means what Hainu said, Tomi Yenimshach Acharotz Neshem Ezov, Belishum Kviyas Bailam Hazeh. I have no Kviyas Bailam Hazeh. I live in a sukkah. I'm on, I'm on call 24 hours. What do you want? What do you want? Tell me, what do you need me for right now? Do you need me now to be in a hurry? Do you need me now to take it easy? Do you need me now to be angry if it's something like an Indian of Achil Hashem that you want me to get, to get or do you want me to be soft? It's not, it's not my dearest keva. Hisrachavus means, Hisrachavus means that there's a natural need for a person to get out of his diras keva. How do you use that need? How do you interpret that need? If it's physically, then you just want to get out of your diras keva. You got to get out of my house, and I'm going to go to I'm going to go to Hanalulu for Pesach. That's that's a diras eroi. 
I got to get to meet the U.S. Kev. Uh, I'm in work all day long. I got to get to the gym. The U.S. Kev, the U.S. Aroy. Then you have people that take it to the next level. I'm married to this woman for 25, 30 years. The U.S. Kev, and I don't want to finish the rest of that, right? I'm even yelling. I'm tired. I'm with this woman all the time. I need a dearest Aroy, Hashem Yerachim. What that means, Hashem Yerachim. But that's, but that's, that's what it means to be, to be living in the mitzvah of the goof. But when a person's in the shamadik mensh, and the shamadik mensh, he also feels the pain of the mitzvah. But it's the pain of my own midas that are killing me. I'm, I'm imprisoned by my own personality. And the Baruch Shalom tells us, Yid, you, you know what? You come, you megiz, you, you, you're a Yid. And if you're a Yid, it means that you're Megiz of Yisrael. You're from the Shorish of Klai Yisrael. A Yid has the ability to do what? To be Nimshech every moment of his life. Acha Hashem is Baruch Lechtach, Acha Rabbi Midbar. What does it mean a Midbar? It means, Midbar means, it means something that I'm not familiar with. To meet a person who's not like me and to learn from that person. That's called a Midbar. It's an uninhabited place. That part of myself that I'm not familiar with, or that part of myself that I don't feel within myself, that's called a midbar. Lechtach acherabe midbar. Means to follow God into the desert. Following God into the desert means that I could be with people who are not like me, and I could grow from that. That's called the desert. It means that part of my life that I haven't inhabited yet. Like how about not having to be misled for this minute? I'm not having to be... Uh, get everything done exactly on time, this time. That's called the Midbar for me. That's called my desert. It's uninhabited. I don't inhabit that place. So Baruch Hashem says, means to be a Yid. A Yid, he says, is, is doesn't have to be this way. doesn't have to be this way. This you can always leave a dearest keva. She could have like like you know the the, the tzaddik of Tzimeh, so he could be in the highest oilam, is the highest place, and he's on fire. And then his kid comes over and says, Tati, and in one second he's pinching him and playing with him and laughing with him. Because he has a dearest cover. But the child needs him to be a normal, regular father. That gives him a pinch and lifts. He leaves his dearest cover and he goes to the dearest Aroi. He leaves the dearest cover goes to the dearest Aroi. You want to be able to sit and learn now your big, your big master, that's your dearest cover? Say to your grandmother, your grandmother needs something, needs need, need some help or something, your, grand, your father, your mother. So say me, dearest cover. What the gedarim for that? Okay, you can learn that. You can go through another gadol in your life, how that works out. Say that. But the ikir is ze yochlis mashach acher rotsan Hashem is baruch tamid why? Ki humamin, ki humamin, keshem shashem is baruch chay v'kayim kain dvarv chayim v'kayim. Yirshkayim is not stale. It's not you were created one way. It's not that the baruch shalom is alive. He's chay v'kayim, and therefore his will is alive. What he wants is alive. And you have to yourself, what do you want from me this moment, Rabbi Hashem? Not what you wanted me from 3,000 some years ago at Hasinai. This minute, what do you want from me? Because Hashem is Chayim V'Kayim. And therefore, Cain Dvarv, his Torah is, and the words of his Torah, Chayim V'Kayamim. Tzaymi Diras Keva. You're a Baal Seder. Why? Because you learned that in the Musa Sefer 20 years ago, and you, and, and you, and that, oh, that's your nature. But Hashem is alive. And his teachings, his Torah is Cain Dvarv, Chayim V'Kayamim. At this moment in your life, you need a different tfisa. The Rosh is asking something else from you at this moment of your life. That's what it means to be misrachev. That's in the shama de gemensh. Kasher adam chai chai Let's just finish this little piece. Kasher adam chai chai When a person lives a physical life, everything is physical. He doesn't identify the real mater of his life. You know, he's snapping out and screaming and yelling, and he thinks it's because of the stress at work. And then after going to therapy for six months, it's because he's still upset. Because he's still upset that his, that his father uh, treated his brother better than him. So it turns out there's a pnimisdike mater. He had to go to the therapist for six months to find out that it's not work that's killing you. 
People who work for 10, 12 hours a day. There are people who work harder than that. What's killing you? Your father's killing you. You're standing there every single time. I love you, Daddy. Good Shabbos, Daddy. But inside of you, you're angry. There's a maid septonemi inside of you. It's killing you. And it's, it's coming out in a thousand ways. You think it's because you're, because you're a balguf. So you think that the reason for your maid is something from the guf. Work, stress, whatever it is. Not to say those things don't contribute. And other things in life. So then what? i got to get out of here. Then you talk to this guy for six months and you find out, oh, I have, there's a mates up me. Then there's something inside of me that's been holding me back my whole life from being misrachev. It's holding me back. It's not work. It's not my kids. I'm always yelling at everybody. It's not that. There's something else. Forget. The physical guy, the Balguf, he doesn't feel any souls. If you put me in a place where people are different from me, that's a Meitzar. That's my Meitzar. I don't want to be with this guy. The guy's a, guy's a little Yitzchak. He's a nerd, whatever they call him. I don't want to be with this guy. Be with my kind of guys. We all, we have a Chevra of, of, of Balikas. We have a Chevra of Balitaiva. I like my, it's my chavr. Don't stick, don't stick me with some kind of an edel at tzaddik or something like that. The guy's the opposite of me. Because he's no, he's not, there's no avoid in this person's life of his rachavus in, in growing as a person by being with those who are kinegdai. He doesn't look at the world like that at all. All he wants to be is with people who are like him. Because that suits him. It doesn't challenge him. It's not yelling at him to become bigger. But when a person's megalu, when a person uncovers the nisham inside of himself, he really knows that the meitzar is not the meitzar is not the people who are different from me, the meitzar is not the place that I'm in in the physical environment or work or this or that. The meitzar are my own tchunes anefesh that I'm stuck, and that's why I'm only hanging out with these same kind of guys like me. And that's why I can't, I get angry at people who are different from me, and I don't, I don't, I don't have any self-awareness for them. That's why I feel that in order for me to be misrachev, it's not a matter of, of learning new midas from other people, but it's a matter of just getting to some other place and getting away from my, my environment. He feels that his tchunas anefesh, his personality, his characteristics, his midas, his way of thinking, his way of feeling, is confining him to a certain area. Let's say, pull him to a certain area of of activity of life. They don't give him the ability to misrachim. That's why I said on Shabbos that the whole conclusion, just another thirty seconds, the conclusion of Yitzias Mitzrayim was what Kriyas Yamsuf. Kriyas Yamsuf was the was the soif, was the makib patish. Of of Yisus Mitzrayim, and the Sadiq from Ishbut say the reason for that is because because here by Yitzis, by Kriyas Yamsuf we actually came to that realization that water doesn't have to stay water, the ocean doesn't have to be the ocean. If God wants, the ocean can become dry land. The, in other words, the ocean was able to get out of its diras keva of being an ocean, and was able to temporarily, for the time being, to let the Jews through, was able to become that diras aroi of being of being dry land. Therefore, when it says, Vayishma Yisrael, Yisrael heard. So he heard Mechamas Amalek and Kriyas Yamsuf, right? So Mechamas Amalek, we understand. But he heard Kriyas Yamsuf. What did he hear in Kriyas Yamsuf? The Isbets says, nobody heard. He heard this. I have worshipped every idol in the world. I'm stuck in a place of idolatry. I got the whole world admires me. Yisrael admires Yisrael as being the Galach, the Welt Galach, the Pope of those days. Mamish like the Pope. The biggest Galach in the world. And t- with all the tchunas that that came with, so what did he hear? He heard Kriyas Yamsuf. Kriyas Yamsuf told him that I could change. If the water can leave its dios keva to become dry land, then a human being can leave the kriyas that he has been stuck in his whole life and find the truth and move and move, and, and part the waters of his of his own personality to come to that place of the truth of who he is. And to, and to follow the will of Hashem into the desert. And Yisro followed God into the desert with the Jewish people. It's a half of the good thing. But Yishmi Yisro. Because that's the whole limit of Yisro. He was Mishrachiv out of that life of Midian that he grew up in. And that he was not only grew up in, he was the representative of the whole world of Midian. And he broke out of that. 
And what inspired him? Kriyas Yamsuf, water, the water didn't stay water. It wasn't doomed. It was able to get out of the Meitzar of waterness. It was able to become a Yabasha, to become dry land, so I could also break out of my Teva that's, that's been imprisoning me all of these years. I'm not stuck. A Yishma Yisro, he was able to get out and to join, a, and to start a different life, a different life that would make him into Yisro. From being a Kayamidian to being Chayset, to be Chayset Maisha. In that same Pazik, Kayamidian Chayset Maisha. Because he, because he was able to leave the Diras Keva of Kayan Midian, and he was able to enter into the Diras Arai of what? Chais and Moshe. And that's how he found his godless. That's how he found his, his greatness. So we see the Zechabah coming to, to Lag Ba'imah. There's no time to talk about it now. But you understand the whole meaning of Lag Ba'imah is Panimis, Panimis, Panimis. Is learning how to come to that place of, of the Neshama and, le- and, and getting out of the cave that, that we're in. We're in the cave of the Guf. And to get out of that cave and to go out into the world and to feel this rachelus of Rabbi Shem Bayechai. And that's Chus will be Zayich and Hashem to be able to dance together. Maybe we still will be able to with Rabbi Shem and all the tzaddikim in Meiron, the Gulashav Amitish, maybe Amen or Amen.